There are more than 100 unique styles of beer, each with their own set of ingredients, process, guidelines, history, and experience. If you're a beer lover, an industry leader, or somewhere in between, a better knowledge of beer style will improve your life and your work. Welcome to A Sense of Beer Style, essential beer style training for those who want to lead in food and beverage. I'm Julia Herz. And I'm Jeremy Storton. We're advanced Cicerones, beer judges, home brewers, and we're excited to guide you through the vast and wonderful world of beer styles. And welcome to this, believe it or not, finally have gotten to Jeremy and I cannot say we're any more excited because we're as excited as it gets to the prepisode for a sense of beer style on beer pairing. And th- th- this is um, where right? the rubber I mean, meets the road. This is this is where that lights you and me up in the morning. This is why we do what we do, Jeremy. Totally. And, and anyone listening, this is you too will be on that train if you're not already. And if you are, we um, appreciate being in in good company. Um, and I think to kick us off, it's it's kind of like why beer pairing. Um, it's funny because this topic. Uh, is as old as beer itself, right? People have not just been drinking beer in an isolated vacuum since the uh, early eras and um, they have been drinking and eating. We have still today followed that tradition and the majority of beer enjoyed across the land, across the globe um, is when it's with food. And so if you look at the wine pairing, which truly has an entire industry behind it um, and really knowledgeable um, practices, uh, albeit it's really squishy because it's a personal world, right? Preference is personal. So pairing is personal too. Um, you do, I think have for the number one selling beverage, alcohol beverage in the world, the opportunity to formalize more on the pairing side of things. And so why pairing a, cause it can take you to amazing, um, gastronomic places in a, you know, um, in sensory delight, um, and because beer is an incredible beverage to pair with, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about. Um, so maybe Jeremy with that, I'll have you kick us off with your, um, letter geek out, um, system that I can't wait for others to know about if they don't already. Um, and it would start with a, as the first letter in the alphabet, align intensity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I love acronyms cause it helps my brain think, especially when going after tests or trying to remember important information. It's helpful if I have that that roadmap that takes me down there. So this is the ABCs of food pairing. Um, a is really uh, very simply the, the very first thing that I think we need to uh, think about when you're trying to think about pairing anything, it's aligning intensities. Um, there's a reason why we don't have... Um, uh, little league baseball players go up against major league baseball players. There's a reason why we don't have a an American light lager with a uh, paired with a beef stew. There's a reason why we don't have a barley wine with a uh, a summer salad. It, it's just because it's just overpowered. We don't need a uh, 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 a Ford 450 just to go get groceries um, down the street. That that's just too much power. So when we think about matching food and beer. We don't want the beer to just wash completely over the food or the food to just dominate. We want to add all the flavors together. We want to play with all the crayons in the crayon box. It's important to make sure that when we're talking about beer and food, that they are 
equal in intensity. Now, intensity can come from um, the 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 malt intensity, the hop intensity, the alcohol intensity, the uh, phenols intensity, just the overall intensity of the beer. Um, but when we think about pairing that uh, with the food, let's think about how big of an impact, that's another big word, how much of an impact the beer and the food has and try to get those pretty reasonably aligned. And that's that's my take on on aligning intensities when we're talking about food uh, food and beer pairing. That's fantastic. And I think what I'd love to have you do is keep cruising since the alphabet is not just A. Um, and then I'm going to round things out from a, a different approach um, once you get through the main concept, if you're willing. I think that's, that's a good Sure, absolutely. And because, you know, there, there, a lot of people think about this in different ways. The, the uh, A lot of people... Um, yeah, basically these concepts are all pretty similar. We we just organize them different ways. But so when I talk about the ABCs, A is line intensities, B is bridging those flavors, and then C is contrasting flavors, cutting flavors, cleansing. And then I I add an S because if in doubt, go seek a professional, and that's just a way for for consumers to uh, they want to put something together uh, in an interesting way. And maybe you're not quite there yet. Well, you know, this is where go talk to your cheesemongers, go talk to your butchers and bakers and candlestick makers and all that sort of stuff when you're when you're trying to do this stuff. But um, so that's the ABCs in in total. But when we come to being bridging flavors, this is where um, uh, if you have a flavor in a beer that is kind of reminiscent of like a caramelly bread or maybe like pie crust, then, and you have something in that food that has a similar kind of flavor, maybe it's like a sweet, deep fried type of flavor, then you have a, a kind of an anchor point of similar flavors that you can use uh, to your advantage. Um, and it's almost like a kind of like a swinging point or a balance point where you can use that where the, uh, the the beers and the food will go together. And from there, you can then do some interesting things. Uh, contrasting flavors. This is where uh, opposites attract. This is where, um, you know, each brings something that the other doesn't have and really creates synergy. Um, this is that, um, that fruity, bitter uh, double IPA and that fatty, buttery, uh, creamy brie cheese. This is, you know, the, you know, bringing the two together makes just absolute perfection. Um, uh, cutting flavors. This is where, when I think of cutting flavors, I think of if you have like spicy heat and it, maybe it's a little too spicy, you can use something that's creamy or something that is, uh, sweet, a lot of residual sugar to cut that back, to temper that back, to, to um, kind of make it a little bit more tolerable. Um, we Beers do this in and of themselves. You have beers that um, can get quite bitter, and if you have enough uh, sweetness in it, then it will uh, temper that. Uh, a good way to think about that is an American West Coast IPA is very hop and bitterness uh, dominant. But if you think about a, an American barley wine, the the bitterness and the uh, and the hop flavors are going to be even more pronounced, but the malt is there to match it. Uh, a double IPA would have been a better example where there's more malt to match it to keep everything in balance. And to me, that's what uh, cutting is is just kind of keeping things in check uh, so nothing um, comes out too strong or too harsh. 
And then the last of the three C's, uh, cleansing the palate. A beer has a, a superpower that a lot of other beverages don't have. And it's carbonation, it's bitterness, it can be acidity. But um, the, the way that I think about cleansing your palate, it's, it's almost like um, when, you, when you open the door and you're going on a date and you open the door and there he or she is uh, ready to take you to the, the prom or a fancy dinner or something, just an anniversary, something exciting. And you're thinking, wow, I can't wait. Imagine shutting that door and and wiping your memory and opening that door and, and again going, wow, I can't wait. Shutting the, shutting the door and losing your memory and then opening the door again. That's kind of like cleansing your palate. If you have something that is too strong, uh, too intense, too impactful on your palate, your palate will get fatigued. It will kind of shut itself down. We need a palate cleanser. Carbonation. Uh, to some extent, bitterness, to some extent, um, sourness also helps cleanse your palate. Uh, a good example would be like a pasta carbonara with all that rich, creamy, complex uh, sauce. After a while, then you just kind of stop tasting the nuances of it. You need that uh, that beer to, with all the carbonation and everything, to kind of scrub it clean. And then each bite is brand new and exciting all over again. And that's, to me, that's cleanse. And lastly, like I mentioned, S is for seek a professional. If in doubt, go talk to people who know stuff. If you want to pair beer with cheese, go talk to a cheesemonger. Uh, and 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 any 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 type of thing, go go to a good store, read it, get a good book like Julia's. Um, this is where you seek a professional. And those are my ABCs for, for food pairing. Would, Fantastic. And I'm going to, Jeremy's just thrown a lot at you um, in such an eloquent way. I'm going to reinforce a lot of what he said from the Julia side of things. Uh, and I do think it's, it's good for review. So going back to, you know, align intensities, intensity and pairing is half the battle. And if you actually are listening to a sense of beer style, this episode, um, then you won't see if you are watching zoom on this recording, you will see this slide shows you everything you need to know about intensity and I'll verbalize it for you. There's a guy basically sucking on a lemon and his, <laughs> the veins in his forehead look like they're about to pop out. That's pretty intense, right? That says intensity to me. And then the other part of the slide is rocks in a very Zen-like Buddhist style, almost um, balanced pose uh, for things to show balance. And often when you do match intensity, right? Of, uh, We'll talk um, the side salad on your dinner, you know, paired with an imperial stout is going to be a clash of intensities. That imperial stout is just going to, you know, wash away any of the flavors, frankly, um, or many of the flavors in that salad. Um, so you want to match intensities, equal level. That's why a lot of the time, you know, your typical white wine Chardonnay will go with, um, you know, white fish in, in um, your Blanc butter sauce, right? Some intensity, some richness, but that white wine is 12% alcohol, which is definitely more intense than most beers. And it's going to, to stand up to that type of sauce. So that's my version of intensity. And then I think it's super fun to get into the, um, when Jeremy brings up the bridges concept. And so, you know, echoes, links, hooks, and bridges when you're pairing, that's what you're looking for, for synergy. You're looking to see beer to food or food to beer the commonalities, and then they bridge together and often reinforce. And what um, Randy Moser might talk about is potentiate, accentuate each other in a pleasing, positive way if you're doing good. 
um, in, a, in a clash way and negative if you're not. But so I like to talk about flavor groups and flavor families. And I've listed some of those here. Um, rosemary, juniper, pine, and spruce. That to me comes from American hops, um, certainly as one flavor profile of American hops. Well, then you would pair a food dish that, that uh, fettuccine Alfredo that is um, dusted with rosemary, right? Um, or even parsley I should have on this list with an American pale ale, because a lot of the hops in that American pale ale are going to bridge or link over into um, that rosemary sprinkled on top of that very rich, intense um, fettuccine dish. Same with brown sugar, butter, caramel, maple syrup, vanilla, coconut, toffee. Can you hear all of those things really working in concert with each other? Um, a lot of things that you might try um, food-wise have those. Maple syrup has the essence of vanilla in, um, in it, right? Um, and, uh, you know, when you, when you fry your pancakes on the frying pan, you're getting that sense of fried butter um, behind the drizzled uh, maple syrup. All those flavors work really well together. And then pair that with an English style barley wine, those pancakes and maple syrup, and you're going to be happy that Sunday morning. So that's the gist of the Echoes, Links, um, Flavors, and Hooks. And then to get where Jeremy was going, um, kind of from my side of things and getting to the C's, right? And we've all heard a lot of these C's. And I'm actually going to share um, not my own personal uh, resource, but the Master Cicerone current circa 2020 um, uh, syllabus. And so this syllabus covers, and they finally just in 2021 added a much more robust way to flesh out the Cicerone program's version mm -hmm. of pairing. I'm scrolling super quick, it's multiple pages. Um, but if you get to the section of um, pairing beer and food in the Cicerone Master Syllabus and you go to the actual, you know, lexicon section, it covers multiple things. Whoops, I scrolled back too far um, on the C's. It's not just the three C's. To Cicerone, they've got complement, resonate, harmonize, contrast, cut, accentuating, that potentiation I was talking about, canceling, clashing, and softening. Now, without spending about 10 minutes to really fully read this to you and describe what's going on there, um, I think it's really um, important to mention that any of those words that I just did share are often all happening at the same time. I've heard of pairings described as, this is a total complement pairing. I've heard of pairings described as, this is a contrast-based pairing. Um, but frankly, all of that happens um, at once, um, and you just need to uh, parse out what's happening most and then you could say it's a, um, a, a, a complementing um, centric pairing, or it's this pairing's based on the contrast element most. Um, contrast, by the way, real easy and from the Cicerone syllabus, muscle serve with goose seem richer and sweeter due to the acidity of the beer. That's Cicerone's version of what contrast means. My version of contrast, because that's the hardest one to understand, we all probably can get complement. It ties to those flavor families and things complement each other and bridge over to each other. Contrast to me is really tied to the basic taste. Um, in our prepisodes, we're now talking about the flavor triangle, uh, the three essences of flavor, because it's a fusion, right? Basic, or basic taste elements, aromatic elements, and mouthfeel. Basic taste elements being sweet, salty, sour, bitter, umami, emerging as oleogustus or fat. Well, those Basic taste elements to me are mostly what come up when I'm getting a pairing. And so contrast is tied to the ma uh, main basic taste elements, as well as fat and alcohol to me in the experiential, you know, um, version of contrast. Um, contrasting action, you know, interactions can be good or negative. 
Um, and that's what you want to pay attention to. How is that um, the residual sugar, which is a basic taste in the beer, um, working with that, uh, you know, cheesecake that's drizzled with strawberries that has so much sugar in it? Um, they like often does very well. Um, and uh, so you wouldn't maybe call it a contrast that would tip it over to the compliment. Um, but the acidity example, for example, with mussels served with goose seem richer and sweeter due to the acidity of the beer. When you have a different taste element in the beer or the food, contrasting against a different taste element in the beer or the food, that's when you get to contrast most, in, in my humble opinion. Um, and certainly I know that that is a lot. Um, I'm still on a roll to, to round out a little bit of what Jeremy um, talked about. And I think it's good to kind of share a few more slides. Um, and I certainly will verbally describe them. If you are not watching us um, and you are listening to us on podcasts, which we pretty much would expect most of our listeners to be, um, that's how you're probably finding us. But just um, know that this is going to be on YouTube as well. And so if you want to go back and take a look, you certainly can. So um, in the lexicon version, when you get to interactions, right, we understand interactions are based on, um, can be very intense or very um, uh, nominal. The enhance or suppress happens to me. So intensify, accentuate, heighten, or brighten is the enhance, right? Um, the, uh, I'm off the top of my head, I'm, I'm thinking of something that can en enhance the flavor. Uh, maybe the bitterness in a um, American IPA, uh, the residual bitterness, enhance the flavor of that uh, arugula, the bitterness of that arugula. And they work to accentuate each other, right? When, and then there's also... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say when I think about enhancing something, this is you know something that uh, chefs do, good chefs do all the time is they have something that finishes the meal. They maybe it's a, a just a tiny pat of compound butter on a steak or a little bit of salt or if you ever have tacos, that's why the lime is there is to brighten, intensify, accentuate those flavors. That that's that's a common example that most people don't realize that's what that's for. Great. And I you just did trigger great examples. Salt will do that. Acidity will accentuate and potentiate um, big flavors. That's why you're not just doing lime, as Jeremy talks about on his on your fish tacos. But lemon is such a, a attribute in the chef's back pocket. And then the suppress component certainly is there. Diminish, soften, calm, or mute. Some one element, one one element in the beer can often diminish or soften. I talked about that Imperial IPA. Um, really negating a lot going on in a side salad. It's it's diminishing a lot of the bright, um, very delicate floral flavors from the from the fresh greens um, and vinaigrette, you know, dressing. So those are really good, I think, concepts to uh, to get into. And from here, Jeremy, I mean, we certainly have more to cover. Um, why don't you take us um, on to the next concept of we've got, uh, you know, how to evaluate a pairing. Well, and one of the things, just to tag on to that real quick, you, you brought up one of the terms uh, from the Master Cicerone syllabus was canceling. Um, that should be a fourth C on there, but it, it's kind of like an intermediate uh, concept. But you kind of have to be careful. This this sounds like a lot of it is just very subjective, subjective, and it really, really, really is. Um, we're all going to taste things differently. But we do have the ability to be mindful when we try and put these uh, things together, uh, when we put these pairings together. And, um, and, and But when we talk about how to accentuate stuff, how to 
kind of use food and beer pairing as almost like an art form. How can you enhance things? How can you create a mood? How can you do this stuff? This is what, this is the goal of musicians all across the world is how can we convey something just through sound? We're trying to do the same thing with food and that's where food pairing really comes in. Uh, but getting back to that whole cancellation effect and what you were just talking about, you can effectively mute things. You can cancel them out. One of one of my examples in that regard is people love like a, a chocolate cake or a chocolate mousse with a with an imperial stout. I'm generally not a fan of that pairing because the the bridging flavors, the sweet and sweet, usually cancel each other out. They mute each other's uh, each other down to a level where all I'm left with is that bitter roastiness of the of the beer. That's one of the reasons why I'm not a big fan of of like chocolate cake or chocolate mousse with a Russian Imperial Stout, uh, just because the the sweetness usually cancels each other out, and you're left with that roasty bitterness that I'm not a fan of. Uh, generally speaking, it's not always true, but it's it's one of those things that you have to understand that these interactions can happen, um, and so understanding how these how the uh, ABCs work and all the extra nuances that Julia just talked about. Being mindful of this uh, will help uh, help you kind of begin your way. So when we get when we start talking about um, um, evaluating a pairing, uh, one of the things that I do that I've, I've I've learned to do from Julia's book and other books I've read and and uh, and different classes I've taken on the subject of food and beer pairing is really kind of take inventory of what the food is offering you and what the beer is offering you. What are the dominant flavors? What are the impactful things? If we're talking about a beer, we're not only talking about the flavor of the malt, but the intensity of the malt. Um, we're, we're talking about the intensity of the alcohol, the hops, the bitterness, the flavors, uh, the finish, uh, the carbonation, the foam, every, every aspect about that beer what what stands out and if you were to inventory the how much or how intense these are coming through then just be note that and same thing we're going to do the same thing with food and and start evaluating where those bridges are going to happen if for example we take a burger and a pale ale the burger is going to be rich in the savory rich in the fattiness and then and then who knows what we put along with that if it's a if it's a barbecue blue cheese uh, bacon burger then we're going to have some different uh, flavor evaluations to to go through. So I'm thinking about all this, all this stuff, and what's going to bridge, what's going to contrast, how that's going to work. But keep in mind, it's all theoretical until we actually taste it and try it and see if it worked. If it worked, hooray for our team. If it didn't work, now you have the structure to go back and deconstruct it and figure out why didn't it work. You can evaluate it from such a way that okay i thought it would work i was wrong um so why didn't and you can deconstruct it and figure it out and that to me that's a valuable piece thank you for listening to a sense of beer style the essential beer style training for those who want to lead in food and beverage with advanced cicerones me julia and me jeremy tune into the next episode as we continue exploring the world of beer styles and what to make of them we encourage you to listen to the prepisodes to build your foundation and better understand beer styles. And before the next episode, I'd like to ask you to review the show and let us know what you'd like featured in upcoming episodes. Until next time, here's to you and your sense of beer style. Thank you for listening. Cheers. Cheers.